God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time. And this, well, this is better than those things. Hey, welcome back to good old fantasy football. I'm Brandon. I'm here with Chaz today. We're missing Connor for this episode, but he'll be back for our next episode on QB rankings. Um, preseason one is in the books. Preseason week one. Well, almost. We are recording this episode on Sunday, so we have a few more games to play out. But we're going to give you the breakdown of each game played so far. We'll give you our reactions to some players who looked good, some who not who looked not so good, um, and one player that might just be the dark horse MVP of the season. Obviously, week one of the preseason is the perfect chance to overreact and move players in our rankings, right, Chaz? Absolutely not. All right. Well, let's get into it anyway. First game up, Texans versus Patriots. Chaz, what would you think of it? All right, so we don't have a lot of fantasy news coming from this game. I guess the only thing you can note is C.J. Stroud looked like a rookie. Um, two for four with an interception. He only had a drive, maybe two at the most. I think he played two drives. Yeah, so he didn't really have time to settle into the game. Um, didn't run much, so if you saw his last game with Ohio State in the bowl game, he looked great once they let him loose running the ball. So we might see more of that coming this season. Maybe they just want to not get him hurt, keep him in the pocket. I was going to say, yeah, you don't want to – if that is going to be something he's going to do all season, you don't want to give that away in his only two drives of week one preseason. Um, more just to get the speed of the NFL versus college and – just get out there and get some reps with the real defense. Yeah, and I guess the other note you can make is Damian Pierce did not play for the Texans, meaning I think he's going to be the number one running back. Yes, as he should. Devin Singletary did get some play for the Texans, but we'll have to see how that cuts into Damian Pierce's production. Yeah, I think Singletary will play you know, in this offense, but I think it's really going to be when Pierce is tired and needs a break. I don't really think he's going to cut into his production much. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, anything else from that game? No, I didn't see much from the Patriots side. Uh, nothing really worth noting. All right, let's move a bit of Vikings and Seahawks. Um, I was starting quarterback play for these teams, but we did get our first look at some fantasy-relevant rookies. Uh, first of all, with the Vikings, we saw um, the young wide receiver Jordan Addison is going to be a big part of this offense. Obviously, they have Justin Jefferson, um, arguably the best receiver in fantasy right now, but that does not mean – that Addison will not be a big part of it. He only had one catch for 22 yards for this on the stat sheet, uh, but he made another catch going out of bounds while dragging both feet. Um, but the Vikings decided not to challenge that, so it doesn't show up on the box score. But for anyone watching the game, we could see what he has to bring to the game. I think Addison is going to step right into that dealing role or maybe even be better. He, There's a chance that he is Jefferson, Addison, 1A, 1B in this offense. Which with how Alpha Jefferson is, that is a lot of praise for Addison. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be really hard to tell until we see them both on the field together and Kirk Cousins to see if Cousins is comfortable throwing the ball to Addison versus peppering Jefferson with targets. Right. And who doesn't believe and see that in the preseason at all. Um but definitely something to keep an eye on. I have Addison in my dynasty league, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, on Seattle's side of the ball, we got to see a pair of rookies. 
Um, running back Zach Charbonnet and receiver Jackson Smith Najiba. Um, Charbonnet had four carries for 14 yards and pulled in two catches for another 14 yards. Uh, very excited to see a lot more of him, especially with Kenneth Walker's injury history. Um, I think it's going to be more of a split backfield than people think, especially as the season goes on. And then if Walker was to go down for any reason, I think Charbonnet would be a running back one with huge upside. Yeah, I, I like Charbonnet a lot this year, especially him being bigger in size and a pass catcher means he could be the goal line guy right. or the third down back, which is also big, especially if you're a PPR. First game in, had two catches in very limited play, so good for him. Um, to note, he did not start. So DJ uh, Dallas started. DJ Dallas did start, but no other starters were out there. So it's not like Geno Smith was out there with DJ Dallas. Right. Zach Charbonnet just didn't get the first snaps, which – Again, week season or preseason week one, not a big deal. Um, and what round are you getting him in drafts? You're getting him late. Yeah, he's going very late. Um, you're probably looking at around seven through nine, eight through ten. Eight yeah, maybe. I'd say seven to nine, depending if you're uh, ten t- ten team league or twelve team league. Not right. sure where he falls. Um, and then JSN also pulled in three catches for 25 yards. He's looking like he's going to fit right in DK and Lockett. Especially if Geno Smith can replicate or even improve on the season he had last year, I think they will all um, be good fantasy players. Yeah, Lockett's kind of Mr. Consistent with that offense. And uh, I don't know how – I don't think JSN will hurt DK Metcalf at all. The thing is, is it going to start to push out Tyler Lockett as he is getting older in age? I think he's going to be 31 this year. So is it – Kind of phasing Lockett out. That's what I think is going. I don't think DK is going to get his. Um, I love DK this year. I think as the season goes on, Lockett might see a little fewer targets. But going into your drafts, I still kind of like Lockett at his sixth, seventh round ADP because it's just always safe. He's safe. Um. All right. Anything else from that game? I think it wasn't. No quarterbacks. Um. Nope, Alexander Madison didn't play. Nope. Which, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like there was a clear number two to him either. So, yeah, it doesn't have much. Value. Kareem Hunt did visit with them. But, again, Kareem Hunt left the building without a contract. So, it's kind of up in the air to know if they're going to bring in another guy. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Madison show. Yeah. Even if they bring someone else in. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got number one running back locked up. Yep. All right, moving on. Packers first, Bengals. Yeah, Jordan Love looked good for his limited role, seven for ten and a touchdown. Um, and his main target was Romeo Dobbs, who pulled in two of his catches, uh, and his one touchdown. I think it's hard to know who his wide receiver one's going to be, which is. Crazy to think about because I don't even think Dobbs is being drafted right now. Yeah. Um, and especially in 10 team leagues where Watson's being drafted pretty high. Yeah, Watson was the clear number one for them last year, even with Lazard there. He took over the number one spot. But Romeo Dobbs, you can get him at the very end of your draft. Is he a guy for PPR that's just targeted? The brand new quarterback that's going to, you know, only time will tell. Obviously, Rodgers found that connection halfway through the season with Watson. But love could go with Dobbs. You never know. And after last night, that's, again, can't overreact with one week. Um, 
but that's that's what he likes better last night. Yeah, and the Bengals didn't play anybody. Uh, all starters were out, so nothing really to look at there. And not a surprise there. We know everybody that they have, they didn't really bring in new fantasy-relevant guys. No. All right, next game, Giants versus Lions. Um, Giants didn't play any of their starters. Um, but the Lions, we got to see rookie running back Jameer Gibbs. He had six carries for 19 yards and one catch for 19. Um, and very explosive when he got the ball in his hands. Yeah, I think Jameer Gibbs, I like where he's being drafted. You can get him right around round four. In 10-team league, he might be dipping into round three if you are in a 12. Um, but to, to be the guy with the Detroit Lions, Goff likes to dump the ball off to a running back. So I think for PPR, he has a lot of upside. Yeah, I think Dave Montgomery will be like Jamal Williams last year. He's going to get a lot of goal line work and short yardage work. Um, yeah. But Gibbs should be everything else. I think he's just a more explosive DeAndre Swift. Yep. I agree, and we didn't get to see Montgomery play. He did not play in the preseason game, so we don't know how split carries would look with them. Right, and that's just a veteran versus a rookie. Yeah, just getting, getting the touches. And getting the rookies and touches in preseason. Um, but that's really the only notable player out of that game. Yeah, not much of anything else. Uh, moving on, Falcons versus Dolphins. All right, so unfortunately for the Falcons, we didn't see anybody, including B. John Robinson, which I was – I'm not surprised that Bijan didn't play in the first one. I am a little surprised that uh, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, didn't play because there's not a lot of good things coming out of camp. You, no, would, think, bad. you would think you just want to get him as many reps as you can. Even if, you know, London and Pitts don't play and build that chemistry just to get him some real game experience. Yeah, just more live action. Um, I think they're already sold that Bijan is going to be the guy, so there was no reason to put him out there. Right. injury. Um, but on the Dolphins side, we did get to see rookie rookie running back Devon A. Chain. Um, he was unimpressive on the ground, but he did get 10 carries for 25 yards. But for your PPR replay, uh, players, we did get four catches for 41. Um, A. Chain ran the fastest 40 this year at the draft, uh, 4-3-40, and he looks like the fastest guy on the field. Especially when you don't have Waddle and Hill out there, I guess it's that's a little more competition for speed. But he's the fastest guy coming out of the backfield, and he's behind Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, who can't stay healthy. No, we saw it in San Fran. You see it wherever they go; they are good when healthy, but that is not usually a long time. Um, so, plenty of opportunity we think going to be for him this year. Um, even if most certain Wilson don't get hurt, if they stay healthy, I still think uh, this rookie will get some time and maybe eventually take over that lead back. And then with their injury history, it could be super out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he'd be a great flyer at the end of drafts because I don't know how much he's being picked. Uh, Double-digit rounds, at least. Um, definitely take a chance on that. Yeah, right now I think he's going around the 10th. And really, he's only going to people that are taking a shot at a rookie running back. Right. Because he's being a third string on the depth chart kind of pushes people away from drafting him. But it's kind of a guy that you're going to draft and hold for the end of hopefully middle of the season, end of the year. Exactly. Um, all right. Moving right along. Next game, Steelers versus Buccaneers. Pickett to Pickens. Kenny Pickett looked great. Uh, going six for seven with a 33-yard touchdown to George Pickens. 
I think that's going to happen quite a lot this year. Uh, both going into their sophomore year, um, I think it's just a great combination, and they're going to they're going to grow together very well. Yeah, they are fun to watch together. Um, Pickett definitely had his his learning moments last year. Didn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but I think he did show well for at least being a rookie and yeah. had a bad offensive line. I think right. they improved the offensive line to help. He didn't have much of a running game. Najee Harrison had the greatest season last year. Yeah, Najee was bad. Um, another note is Deontay Johnson also pulled in three catches on three targets. So PPR machine. PPR machine. Didn't have any touchdowns last year, which is wild for the amount of catches that he had. Yes. So Deontay Johnson and Pickens can still can both be productive in this offense if Kenny Pickett can take a step up in the second year. I think Pickens – will end the year as the better receiver. Um, but if you're full PPR, I think it'll be closer than if you're half PPR or not PPR. Because uh, Deontay Johnson gets so many targets, so many catches. But I think Pickett's has the higher upside here. Yeah. I see Johnson's kind of like Tyler Lockett that we talked about. It's yeah. your safe week-to-week. He's going to get his catches. He's not. He might not have those big plays, but he's a consistent catch guy. And, uh, yeah, for PPR, he's a good safe option. Right. Um, and then Najee didn't play. Um, so that was really it for the Steelers. For the Bucks, is Baker Mayfield back? Uh, Baker went eight for nine with a touchdown, and that was without Mike Evans or Chris Godwin on the field. Um, this doesn't move Baker up our rankings just yet, but it does make you feel a little bit better about drafting Evans and Godwin. That, you know, again, this was probably not the first team defense for the Steelers, but Baker looked capable out there. Yeah, at least he's completing passes. He's not. If you went out there against a second, third uh, team defense and still couldn't complete passes, that would be very worrisome. But the fact that he went out there, went eight for nine, you know, like, like there's hope. Yeah, I'm not drafting Baker, but it makes me feel better if I do draft Godwin Evans. That's really all I saw out of it. And uh, we didn't get to see Rashad White either at running back, who is another good pass catcher for running back. Uh, Another guy without a lot of uh, backups behind him, too. Yeah, yeah, none none of the backups stood out to where their guys are going to demand touches. So, And he's another guy that's going very late in drafts. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it would be a seventh, seventh round. Yeah, seventh, eighth. And he could be a top ten running back by the end of the year. Yep. Um, All right, next game, Commanders versus Browns. Yeah, Sam Howell. Got the start, and he looked good with it, 9 for 12, um, with a 26-yard touchdown to Jahan Dotson. Dotson had two catches. Um, I believe uh, Terry McLaurin did pull in one. Not really a big play, but Sam Hell looked capable as a starter. Yeah, and you know what? McLaurin's been the guy, even with bad quarterbacks last few years, but I think Dotson might be the wide receiver one year. Even if he doesn't start out, I think he's going to make that leap over McLaurin this year. Yeah, it's a good one-two punch, especially to help out a young quarterback. Yes. Two good guys to have that up there. Absolutely. Um, so running back notes is uh, Brian Robinson had three carries for 16 yards, so he did get some carries. Antonio Gibson, two carries, not great with three yards. Um, or Sorry, two carries for five yards. But he did get two catches on three targets. So to me, it looks like Brian Robinson's going to be the runner. Antonio Gibson, third down, pass catcher, split backfield, which is kind of where they're being drafted. They're being drafted late. 
their ADP is almost the same. Like, yeah. I've seen them go back to back in mock drafts, and it just depends if you think Robinson will run away with it, being a great runner, or if it's finally Gibson's time to shine and his pass catching ability keeps him on the field longer. Yeah, or it's maybe one of those situations where if one goes down, the other is going to be an elite pickup or uh, stash away. Yeah, um, going to be interesting to watch them. And again, both later round targets. Um, and it just depends. Again, if you're PPR, you're probably leaning toward Gibson. If you're not, maybe you're leaning toward Robinson. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see as that goes on. Yeah, for the Browns, uh, nothing much. No starters except for Watson. Uh, who went three for three with 12 yards. So he probably was only in there for one drive, didn't really get much going, nothing really to look at. Yeah, and, you know, no Nick Chubb, no Amari Cooper there. Yeah. Elijah Moore did play, uh, but, yeah, I'm not sure if Amari Cooper was on the field. Nick Chubb definitely was. Nick Elijah Moore got hurt in that one, too. Uh, It's definitely something to look at because he was kind of like one of those late-round flyer guys. Yeah. Or is it just – Better for Amari Cooper that he's going to be the only target. Yeah, it could be. Um, all right, next game, Broncos versus Cardinals. Uh, Russell Wilson has plummeted down. Chaz's QB ranks, at least. I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back here. Um, but he went 7 for 13 for 93 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the majority of those yards and touchdowns was against the Cardinals' third-string defense. Uh, we didn't get to see Javante Williams, but Samaje P. Ryan had six carries for 26 yards. Um, Samaje could be good in the beginning. Javante has a slow start or misses some time coming back from injury. He doesn't look like he's going to miss time. Um, he wasn't on the PUP and he's like, they say he's hundred percent, but he still might have a slow start where B Ryan could be taking something away from him. Yeah. And I was surprised to not see Javante Williams after I'm pretty sure Sean Payton came out this week and said he's going to play in the preseason. So I guess he wasn't ready or they weren't comfortable with him going week one. Yeah, I mean, still two more chances to see him. And like I said, from what I've heard, at least his team is saying that he is 100%. His doctors, his staff, whatever. Yeah. Um, if the team doctors say the same, I'm not sure. But either way, it's crazy that he came back this early and wasn't even on the pub list. Yeah, and Samaja Pregram, pretty good, six carries for 26. But the Broncos offense just looked as bad as it did last year. Russell Wilson, even with his seven completions, I mean, the ball's just not going down the field. It's a lot of short passes. And all seven passes were caught by Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and the tight end. So there was no nobody else getting targets, really, No nobody else making plays. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Jerry Judy and Sutton, it's going to be another year dictated off Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I, and I just I, I just can't see him being as bad as he was last year. He's got Sean Payton now. He's in the offense for a whole other year. Um, he still might not be Russell Wilson of Seattle, but I can't imagine him he's as bad as last year. Um, Cortland Sutton seems like he might get more targets. It might be like the George Pickens, Deontay Johnson type of thing. I think Judy's going to have the better year. Um, but Sutton... Saw three more or two more targets in in this game, um, but seems like a lot more targets with Judy with the higher upside. This is my feeling about those two. Yeah, and, and Judy's. I think it's pretty easy to see. He's the more explosive player, so he's yeah. the guy that could take that pass and yards after catch, take it for a touchdown. Uh, but PPR, yeah, it could be something is consistent, right? 
play. Yes. Um, on Arizona side of the ball, Colt McCoy looks to be the starter with Kyler Murray out for as long as he's going to be out. Um, he went four for four with 17 yards, uh, but we didn't see any of the starters with the Cardinals. I do like James Conner this year. Um, even when Arizona has been bad, James Conner's been good, uh, really good. Uh, I think Marquise Brown will be relevant, even with bad quarterbacks there, Kyler or McCoy, whoever it is. He will see eight to ten targets a game um, just because they need to throw somebody. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a bad Cardinals team again. There's just nothing that I, – I think Hollywood could have a good year. Um, well, Hopkins is gone, and bad teams, bad defenses, they just need to throw the ball a lot, and they got to throw somebody. And, I think and when Hopkins was out, Brown was heavily targeted. I think Brown was a top-five receiver in the four four weeks. Yeah, six weeks that like Hopkins that. was out last yep. year. Um, and he still did well even after Hopkins came back, and now Hopkins has gone for good. So I do think uh, Brown will have a good year. Yeah, and for James Conner, the backup Marlon Mack got hurt in camp this week. He's out for the year. Least, yep. So there is no other – uh, running back looking to take carries away from James Conner right yeah. now. Yeah, and again, with them being bad and having to throw a lot, James Conner's a great receiving back, uh, should get a ton of targets and receptions. Um, so for PPR, you can boost them up your boards a little bit more. Yeah, uh, we got Colts versus Bills was the next game, and I think it's time that I start to pump the brakes a little bit on Anthony Richardson. Uh, he looked like a rookie out there for his first start for the Colts. I have high up my list. Um, he went 7 for 12 for 67 yards and an interception. So, again, uh, he did have two rushes for seven yards. So, did they kind of try to keep him in the pocket, not really let him get out and use his full capability? I was high on him because I think he's going to be big on the rushing yards, kind of like a Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, or uh, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts type player. Agreed. And yes, you, uh, just just like Stroud, you're not going to see that on the first preseason game. But I do think his rushing upside could make him the, the Justin Fields of last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, just something to really pay attention for. And I'm sure the Colts were very strict with him saying, don't run recklessly in right. the preseason. Right. Um, Bills didn't play anybody. Uh, James Cook did get a couple carries, four carries for 20 yards at touchdown, so he looked good, but none of the other stars were out there with him. You didn't have Josh Allen. You didn't have uh, no digs. No no and Damian Harris, the backup, tweaked something in camp this week, so he also did not play. So James, Co- James Cook got all the rushes with, I guess, the first drive, first team, you want to say, out there. And I think in the season, I think it's going to be his job, too, the- they're kind of fighting for the back the running back position. Um, I think he'll be heavily involved in the passing game, which we know like the Bills, we know the Bills like to pass. Um, but I think he'll be a good runner. He's an explosive back. Uh, younger brother Dalvin Cook, who's had success in the NFL for many years. Um, I think he's going to be good this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm big on James Cook, especially because he's another guy you can get seventh and ninth round. He could be your third or fourth running back rostered, and if he doesn't pan out, you're not losing anything. If he does... He's a high-end RB, too, right, with these. Um, next game, Titans versus Bears. Not much out of the Titans camp here. Um, none of their starters played. But for the Bears, do we have the Dark Horse MVP of the season? Justin Fields going three for three with 129 yards and two touchdowns. I think that is the most inflated stat line there could ever be, especially here's going to be your overreaction preseason that everybody talks about. 
but he threw for 129 yards and two touchdowns on three passes. Well, uh, Khalil Herbert took – or, sorry, Justin Fields scrambled out, dumped the ball off for two yards in front of the line of scrimmage to Khalil Herbert, who took it 56 yards for a touchdown. And then – Well, then he still has 70 yards with two completions and a touchdown. And D.J. Moore caught a screen pass at his feet that he decided to take for 60 yards and a touchdown. Yes. So is Justin Fields the MVP, or does he now have great role players around him to help his rushing upside? Well, and that's the thing. They they, they trade the number one pick for um, a lot of pieces, but DJ Moore being one of them. I don't think you trade back from the number one overall pick while getting a receiver, and you're not going to throw the ball more. And we know DJ Moore can play. He was on Carolina with bad quarterbacks, and he was producing. Um, I think. Justin Fields, obviously a great runner. I think this year he takes a little step forward in the passing game, especially with a number one receiver. Um, so, no, I don't think he's going to be the MVP. But I do like him a lot this year in fantasy. I think one of the league winners that could come out of this game may be Cleo Herbert. He was the number one running back with the first, with the starters the other day. And for a guy that is being drafted eighth to tenth round, as your quarterback or running back three, if he is the guy, he could he showed when he's given carries he could be a high RB two, low low side RB one running back. So last year when when Dave Montgomery was out, Herbert beat most of those opportunities. He had some great games. Yeah, so if you can get a guy like that in the eighth round, I think that is a steal and maybe not league winner, but but he could be a, a solid running back too. Maybe low end running back one if they give him enough chances. Yeah, with not really a low like there's no low side to drafting him. Right, because where you're getting him as your running back three or four, if again, just like James Cook, if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. But you didn't take that big chance on him. Yeah, and he could have that huge upside. So I wouldn't dive in and give everything the fields, but I think Herbert and DJ Moore moved up my list on wide receiver and running back. I agree. Um, and then on the Titans side, like we said, none of the starters played, but if they had, it would have been 30 handoffs to Derrick Henry like it is every year. Nothing yeah. Either. We saw a little bit of uh, rookie Will Levis. Um, nothing really noticed. notable. I, I can't see. Now, there's just no envisioning him getting any fantasy relevance this year unless Tannehill goes down and he somehow becomes – the guy, but there's nothing we saw from week one that shows that. Right. Um, moving on, Jets versus Panthers. Uh, yeah, not a lot of fantasy relevance in this game. Uh, we saw nothing from the Jets, no starters played. For the Panthers, we did get to see Bryce Young make his first start in the NFL, going four for six for 21 yards. Another one played a driver two uh, and was probably just a very vanilla offense, a couple short passes. Just get him in, give him some experience, don't get him hurt. Right, just adjust the speed of the NFL. Again, well, not getting hurt and just, you know, yeah, getting some passes out there. Yeah. Uh, next game, we got Jaguars-Cowboys. Trevor Lawrence went five for six for 36 yards of touchdown and an interception. Uh, Travis Etienne, five carries for 22 yards. And we could talk – about another rookie running back, Tank Bigsby, 
kind of ran with the number twos, but he had nine carries for 52 yards. There's a little bit of talk that he could be the goal line back in that offense, and that takes a lot away from Etienne if he's not getting goal line carries. Yeah, I've heard a lot about a lot of good things about Bigsby. Um, also, some negative things about Etienne with the emergence of Bigsby. Originally, when they had James Robinson, Etienne was drafted to be the receiving back, and now it seems like Bigsby is the receiving back, and Etienne is just going to be, um, the, you know, the rushing attack, uh, which is a little surprising to me since you know it seemed like. Etienne was drafted there to be a great receiving back. Like um, That's what he did at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. You thought that was going to be like the match made in heaven. Right. So now Tank's Bigby, Tank Bigsby is coming in and looks like the receiving back, the goal line back. I think he is going to take a lot away from Etienne. Yeah. Plus his name's Tank, so that's kind of the guy you want on the goal line. Yes. I Yeah. Travis or Tank. I'll take Tank. Um. Calvin Ridley had his first football action in almost two years, uh, pulling in two catches for 21 yards. Yeah. Uh, not a great stat line, but at least he's on the field. He's getting game reps again, not just in practice. Yeah, and we've seen his clips in practice. He looks fast. He looks healthy. He looks like he's ready to dominate. Yeah, and that's a guy that you'd get fifth to sixth round, and he could be uh, wide receiver one. He yeah. looks great. If you go get a uh, top – you know, elite wide receiver in the first round and pick a couple of running backs after that. You get Ridley as your number two. Yeah. Or, you know, if you have a more balanced draft, you get him as your flex or first bench option, and the upside is huge. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, the Cowboys side, we didn't see any starters. If you are a TCU fan and you were happy to see Deuce Vaughn out there on the field, he had uh, uh, he had some play. He had eight carries for 50 yards and a touchdown, and pulled in three catches. So I don't think it's anything that will take away from Pollard. No, especially – It's, you know, preseason against the defense, and it's good, but Tony Pollard is, is the guy. Yeah, especially if you've seen some clips. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is 5'6", 180 pounds, if that. He is what some think is next Darren Sproles, which I'm saying. I don't know if he'll be another Darren Sproles. No. And there's a couple clips in camp of him trying to block a defensive lineman or a linebacker to get through, and the size difference is drastic. Yeah. So I don't know how comfortable they'll be with him back there protecting Dak. And as an Eagles fan and a Cowboy hater, do you imagine Jalen Carter coming after him after what he just did? Oh, I'd love to see first play. Carter just throw Vaughn right into Dak. That'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that brings us into Eagles versus Ravens. Um, obviously, we're talking about fantasy relevant players, but Jalen Carter on that first play just threw that guard out of the way, got a hit on the quarterback. Looks like he's going to be some trouble this year. Yeah, or, Eagles defense, maybe you want to look at in the second, third round. Um, <laughs> again, Eagles homers here. Um, overall, not a ton from both sides. Uh, Penny and Swift both look pretty good in the Eagles' backfield. Um, Swift had an amazing run where he showed off the cuts, the jukes, the speed, the power, everything. Yeah. Just sidestepped the guy and made him fall right on his face. Yes. Um, it looked like Penny took a little longer to get going. He had a couple of uh, very short yardage runs, if any positive yardage. Um, but he did have some good runs in the end there. Um, we didn't see Kenny Gainwell, who reports are coming out as he is the starter and is running with the first team. Yeah, he's only getting reps once, which weird bringing in. Paying Swift, uh, yeah, paying Swift and 
bring in Penny, I just I was surprised that Gainwell didn't get any snaps in this game. Yeah, and that leads me to believe that yeah, they he's locked in so far as running back one and and they want to see what the others two can bring. Yeah, and Gainwell didn't do much for fantasy last year, but he showed that he could do it in the playoffs. Yeah. The Super NFL playoffs. Specifically. Yeah, the NFL playoffs, not your fantasy playoffs. Right. Um, but yeah, he showed that he could be the guy. Um so overall there, I think that this is gonna be it could be a two headed monster, three headed monster, four headed monster with Boston Scott or Trey Sermon. Um it's gonna be tough to take a chance on one of these Eagles running back in a mid round. Yeah, I think it's great for the Eagles as a team. I don't like any of them right now for fantasy. They're not being highly drafted, but I think there's just there's too many options in that offense. There's too many guys that are going to demand touches. So yeah, if I had to take a chance on one, I would say Swift, but not at his ADP because ADP right now is fourth, fifth round yeah. as the starter, and it seems like Gainwell might be the starter. And the only other upside to Swift is there are some reports that he's getting uh, a lot of snaps as a slot receiver. Right. So if he's going to be kind of that uh, Ty Montgomery from a few years ago where you could put him in as your running back or wide receiver, but we can't tell that off week one. Right. Um, nothing from the Ravens as they didn't play any of their stars, but they did keep their preseason winning streak alive. Is that 22 in a row? Yeah, I don't know how many it is now, but it's I think it's, I don't know, six years or something like It's some crazy number that. It's the wild stat, but nobody from Baltimore cares about I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last game that we are going over is the Chargers versus Rams. Yeah. Um, again, no starters are in this game. Uh, we did see rookie wide receiver Quinton Johnson for the Chargers make his debut. Um, three catches on six targets, which, again, with a back quarterback, we don't know if those are his fault, but he got 10 yards and a touchdown. So, even with a backup quarterback, he looked to be that goal line jump ball guy with his big size. Yeah, and obviously you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there, who both injury prone, but while they're healthy, I still think Johnson could be a part of this offense. Um, and then if one of, one or both of Allen and Williams go down, I think Johnson makes a big leap quick. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of those guys that you stash away and – yeah, either he shows something as the third guy or somebody gets hurt and he is a weekly starter. Yeah. Um, and then nothing from the Rams, which, you know, Stafford, Donald Cup, if you're not seeing one of them, you just don't really care. Yeah. Cam Akers, um, I do think will be fantasy relevant this year. I like Cam Akers. Um, but, yeah, nothing in this game from them. No. So that's pretty much our recap. Uh, there's three more games to play, and we'll probably quickly go over them in our next episode when we do QB rankings. Connor will be back with us for that one, um, so we will wait for him so that we can get his opinion. Because uh, looking through our, our rankings with the three of us, there seems to be a lot of disagreement. So we will get into that next time along with the other preseason recaps. And that is it for today. Yeah, I can't wait to disagree with you guys on your QB rankings since mine are completely right and accurate. Yeah, we'll duke that out. Um, just like last time, if you guys have any questions, comments, um, advice you need, if you want us to go over a certain topic, um, I believe there was a request for a 12-team uh, mock draft. Yeah, so we'll probably be getting into that at the end of this week, maybe the beginning of the following. 
pretty much try to get that out before you guys start getting into your drafts in the next few weeks. So anything else you want to hear about, any questions you have, please comment on one of our social media posts, send it in, anything like that. Yeah. Anything else? Follow us along on Instagram. Uh, every day I'm counting down the uh, days till football with our running back, wide receiver rankings. And uh, at day 20, when we get there, I'll jump in with quarterbacks and tight ends as well. You can follow us on Instagram at good old fancy football. Um, and message us on there, too, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to hear. And if anybody wants to follow along with our rankings, um, we have everything on a Google Doc that we would be happy to share for free with our listeners. Yeah, so just message us on Instagram for that one as well. We'll be sending that out. Um, we'll make a post about that and getting them put together and sent out. Kind of some of the sleeper picks we have, yeah. all of our individual rankings, and we'll put together a consensus ranking for you guys as well. All right. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Cheers.